Blog Talk Radio. If you're looking for the real life topics, hottest music from the indie, the underground, and the mainstream, and you just want that real talk, you need to tune in each and every week to Man Made Radio, live in the mischief, with my homegirl, Anime, DJ Bedtime 357, co-signing it, the uncrowned king of New York, and you know if I'm tuned in, then it gotta be the realest ish on radio, that's right. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Mammae Radio. Of course, you're joining me live in the mischief here this Sunday afternoon. And, of course, I am your host, Anime Eat the Cake. If you don't already know, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime. That's A-N-A-H-M-A-E. You can also catch the show live each and every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or excuse me, Eastern Standard Time via blogtalkradio.com backslash man-made radio. Now, today we are dedicating this episode to cancer awareness. Now, I know that all of you know that October is Cancer Awareness Month or Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Some of you may not know, but if you don't, I'm telling you, yes, October is the month to wear pink. Actually, I have on my pink today for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But the unfortunate thing is people are getting diagnosed with cancer not just breast cancer, but all types of cancer every day of the month, or excuse me, every yeah, every day of the month, every month of the year. So it's although we pick and choose what months we want to raise awareness for cancer, it is a very serious disease, and it's definitely something that we need to start paying more attention to. Um, it's not, you know, it's not something that should be taboo anymore. It's something that we need to bring to the light and shed more light on it. Now, With all that in mind, I do want to take a moment of silence for anyone who has lost their life cancer. Um, All of you out there mourning family members, uh, I definitely want to send out my condolences to you. So we want to take a moment of silence for all the breast cancer survivors, all of those that have beat the disease, as 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 well as those who have lost their lives. Once again, my condolences to all of you who have experienced anything associated with breast cancer. It's very devastating, and more so um, anyone who has experienced any loss due to cancer, not just breast cancer. I know it's October, but we need to raise awareness about cancer in general. Now, with that being said, we also have a very strong goddess joining us to share her story today. Her name is Leah, or we should say Sweet Leah. Leah, welcome to Man Made Radio. How are you feeling today? Um, today is a good day. I'm alive, so any day I'm alive is a good day. I'm doing great. Amen. I know that is right. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I can't tell you how grateful I am to have you on the show with us, especially considering um, the situation that you're experiencing. Uh, I don't even know what to say to you. God bless you, first of all. Well, well, you know, thanks. I mean, I thank you for the opportunity to um, be on the show. Um, and then, like you said, just the opportunity to be able to talk about uh, what I'm going through. I mean, you know, of course, a lot of people are going through, like you said, different battles with cancer, different types of cancer, and they are not always able to talk about it. So 
So just even be able to still have sanity in the midst of the storm to be an inspiration to somebody else, that's a blessing enough for me. Absolutely, absolutely. I do want to take the time to let all the listeners know that you can join us by calling 347-637-2685. you have questions, want to chat with Leah, whatever the case, make sure you hit us up. That number again is 347-637-2685. Now, Leah, your diagnosis is actually ovarian cancer, but um, it is true that the doctors had to remove malignant tumors from your breast. Is that correct? Correct, because um, what a lot of people don't realize is that there is a um, mutation. There's like a small percentage of uh, mutations, uh, it's a genetic mutation, um, and it's called the breast cancer cell 1, well, the breast cancer gene 1 and the breast cancer gene 2. But it also leads to ovarian cancer, and a lot of people don't know that. So um, I have, uh, and then just a lot of other factors like, you know, um, I had cysts on my ovaries. Um, I, you know, was an early cycle starter. You know, I was using um, IUD. So it was just a whole lot of things that play in, in part with it, but a lot of people aren't aware that um, ovarian cancer can come from a mutated gene from the breast cancer. Yes, so, because I definitely um, yeah, do not know that. No, it's like a small percentage, and um, it's a mostly inherited. And um, you know, sometimes it's not so. You know, some people can just, like I said, it's other factors that go along with it. Um, but mine did start off in uh, my breast. I was having issues with lumps in my breast. Got those removed, and then um, I ended up having to have a um, tube in my lung because my tube, my lungs were filling up with fluid. I had just had a little baby. She was three months old, so I had just started, like, this birth control. So it was, like, all of these factors that just kind of – and I think that's why I am the type of person that I advise women to always be your own advocate. Know your body. When something does not feel right about your body, advocate for yourself. Your doctor will not listen to you. Find one that will because I was like, well, how did I go from being just completely healthy all of a sudden to now I'm laying in a hospital with a new baby, she's three months old, with a tube in my lung, about to die. You know what I mean? Like, I was in the hospital for two months. So um, I ended up having to find, a, you know, another doctor, and then it's all these factors just, just came into play, and I just advocated for myself. I mean, it's, it's um, I'm almost to stage three now, but I'm a fighter. I'm not giving up. Um, so I feel like uh, I've already had three surgeries in less than a year. Um, and um, I just had a CAT scan. I don't know. I think uh, I was talking to you on Instagram maybe like what a couple of days ago. I was in the hospital then mm-hmm. um, getting a CAT scan then, um, but uh, I find that for me the best thing is just always being my own advocate. If something does not feel right, if they don't listen to me, I'm going to find someone that will listen to me. And just educating yourself, really, you know, because um, I didn't know until I got sick that you could, you know, like the um, the genes from breast cancer could lead to ovarian cancer. I had no idea. I also had no idea that ovarian cancer could lead uh, and start eating up your abdominal cavity, which is why I've had to have tissue removed that uh, from certain parts of my abdominal cavity is permanently numb. Um, so it's just a lot of things that I had to educate myself about in having this disease, but 
Uh, it went from being more I was embarrassed about it to being more like, well, you know, why be embarrassed? Why not if you don't win your fight, not that I'm giving up, but just in case I don't win my fight, the information that I'm learning could help somebody early enough to they don't have to go through the things that I'm going through. And that's why, I mean, that's why I'm just so nonchalant about it, like, and especially being a woman that is um, used to her body being the focal point of her career, uh, you have to get over all of that, I mean, scars and all. You know, you have to just learn how to accept it all. I mean, it definitely plays on your mental, and um, your mental strength will probably be your greatest advocate in this battle because people don't tell you that. Um, you know, people on the outside looking in can always tell you, hey, well, I would do it this way, but they're not going through what you're going through. So always try, always. To, find, mm-hmm. always try to find a happy place. Like find, take out the negativity in your life because um, just like how cancer eats up tissue, the organs in your body, it also feeds off negativity too. And you find yourself getting sicker and sicker and sicker and that will to fight just diminishes daily and you don't realize that sometimes it's just the surrounding. You know, you have to know that if no one else is going to be in this fight with you, you have to want to do this for you. And I have a daughter, and I speak from someone, a mom with a daughter, that I had to look at me like, I can't even just do this for her because I have to do this for me because what good is it if I'm going to be alive and then just be depressed and unhappy the entire time she's here? What kind of mom would I be then? So I had to learn how to be happy, not accept it, but be happy about what I was going through, learn how to inspire, fire myself. So I fed off of motivation from other people. Like I wasn't always as motivated as I am. I wasn't always aspired to be inspiring as I am. Like I was angry. I'm like, I'm young. I have a three-month-old. My body is being cut all up and down. I'm losing the little breasts I have. You taking my ovaries, you taking my navel, you just cutting me all up. You know, I was feeling terrible, but I had understood. To just, yeah, I had to stand up and look in the mirror and say, "But you still here." You know what I mean? You still here. It's like the man in the wheelchair looking at the man that's walking, saying, "But you got legs, though." So, I mean, is life really that bad? You know. So I had to just. Fuck it up. And now, I mean, I get tons and tons of DMs and emails and people's like, man, you you know, your bravery is teaching me how to be brave because, you know, I'll post a scar. I will post a picture of my cut. I post pictures of my breast. I post all of that so people can see that you don't have to be ashamed of these scars. These are badges of honor. This means I went through something and I survived it. I went through something and I made it. I fought. Absolutely. You know. But as you said, it definitely takes strength and courage to do that. And I hope all of you listening are paying close attention to what Leah is saying because she said she had to dig inside herself to find her strength and to find her courage to do that. So it's not something that she already had. So don't think because you feel down now at this point in your life that you can't pick yourself up because here we have someone who is speaking from experience. She has a reason to feel defeated, but she does not. And that means so much. Even though I can't say I know exactly what you're going through, I could just imagine how devastating 
that could have made you feel. But you choosing to fight is very inspiring. So I hope you guys are paying attention to what she's saying. I want to ask you, Leah, does this mm-hmm. whole situation make you look at people different, like in your life, people on social media? Like how do you look at the world now? Um, I, you know, I contemplated last night. I was like, I wonder if she asks me that, what would I say? Um, but, you know, I think that uh, in a sense I'm almost, and this is going to sound very, very, very crazy, but strangely I'm almost kind of happy that I am going through my fight because it does make me see things on a more realistic level versus that um, reality, you know, you have like reality TV, but then you have like real life reality. So it's like, on social media, you know, you have all these fans. I mean, you know, like you got 40,000 fans. Oh, I love you this. People come see you at clubs. But these will be the same people who won't even, you know, say a prayer for you to save your life. So it does, and it's not even just so much as the social media, but even people that are close to me, friends and family, it's like my battle um, predestined to go through what I'm going through because it. um strengthening me in ways that I wasn't even aware I was weak, you know, because I thought, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. I'm making my money. Like, I was making good money, putting my money up. I was being smart about it. I just bought a house, bought a car, paid for it in cash. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm living. I got maybe like another year and a half to go. I'm going to be done. Then all of a sudden, boom, bam. And then it kind of happened like right after I had my daughter. So I feel like God said, and I don't know if anybody out there is spiritual or, you know, whatever, but I am a spiritual person. I'm not religious, but I do believe that the universe aligns things in our past for a reason. So it does make me look look at everything different. Like it's, it's people that I've only been knowing for maybe a month or two that have probably been the most helpful in my fight than people I've been knowing for 20 years. You see what I'm saying? So it does. It makes you reevaluate the situation, and then you step back and say, hey, I have to be important for me because I was too busy being so much to everyone else that I wasn't anything for myself. And I realized that in this fight too, which I went through like a mild depression. I mean, like it was bad like it was bad because I'm like man I'm pleased and I'm making all these people happy on a daily basis and we're all these people when you need them you know what I mean nobody calls and say mm-hmm. even though you know I've been you know my insurance is fighting so I'm paid for five six digit surgeries out of pocket you know like I was paying it I have to wait to be reimbursed for those surgeries so I mean while you waiting to reimburse me for this money I have to try to do what I have to do to save my life and then you look around and you say well where are all these people when you need them you know mm-hmm. where are all these people when you need them like everybody can be there when you when you want them to be there but nobody is there when you need them to be there and that was the hardest part of it to swallow for me it's like because I am such a genuine person I'm so transparent I was seeing the world through just my eyes, and I expected everybody to be kind of almost like me. If I see somebody in need, I'm 
give them, you know, what I have. Like me, even in my own fight, people raise campaigns for me every day, but I still find myself going to donate to other people's campaigns. I go to Walmart and I'll see a breast cancer boot and I'll put the little money that I have in the breast cancer boot knowing that I have a surgery that I need to be paying for or treatment that I'm on my way to go pay for. So it's like I pay it for it because I feel like in it all, I'm still way more blessed than a lot of people that I see around me. I mean, it's made me that much stronger. It's made me realize that, man, like all this false happiness that you had in your life, none of that was real. Like It's like I had a lot of false happiness in my life, and once that this fight hit, I started realizing what was real. It makes you realize and it makes you appreciate the realness, even if it's only like 5%. When I say you hold on to that 5%, like you holding on for dear life, and you realize like, all that other 95% that even matter. So it doesn't make me look at everything a lot different, but um, it doesn't make me bitter in a sense. It just makes me want to be better. So it doesn't. It hasn't changed my personality in the sense that I want to be mad at everybody and oh, why come you can't, you know, help me save my life, but you can come see me perk at the club. You know what I mean? It's not. It hasn't made me bitter in that sense. It just makes me appreciate everything in a whole different way, in a whole new light. I would imagine so, and you know, it's it's. I hope you guys are paying attention, like I said, because some of you out there can't even find someone to have your back when you're behind on your rent, let alone finding yourselves in a life-threatening situation. So it is important, even if you aren't going through anything, even if your life is on the up and up and everything is just peaches and cream, it's important to evaluate yourself and who you have around you because sometimes people are just sucking the life from us, and we don't even realize it. We don't realize it until it's too late. Until it's too late, and I realized that that a lot. I realized because I was like, I felt like some of the people around me. I couldn't believe that it's like I've never been in a state of dependency ever. Like since I mean, when I was a little girl, when I left my mom's house, went to the military. I've been on my own since I left my mom's house. Never looked back. But I found myself in a state of dependency, which, okay, I was like, okay, you know, you might depend on a person for a little while. That's cool because people have been depending on me all their life. So I wasn't thinking anything was wrong with that. But these same people that have been depending on me all my life made me feel so low because I needed them temporarily till it almost put me in a position till where I was like, you know what, I'm not having another surgery. I don't want to do another treatment because the more treatments I do, the weaker I get, the more surgeries I have, the weaker I get. So that permanently, it was like it was keeping me in that state of dependency. I had to start telling myself, we'll provide like they always have. You just have to dig deep enough, like get rid of those people. Don't worry about all this material stuff. Like just because, just like you got all this material stuff before, if you have to lose everything, you cannot worry about that because as long as you're here, you can get everything you lost back. And I, Amen. I, I posted that's a, very powerful. I posted that. I posted that. I posted a video about that. I said that. I told them. I said, look, I got a big house. I did that on my own. I'm not married. I'm a single mom. I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship. None of that type of stuff. I did that by myself, working, hustling, making the money, putting it up, being smart about it, you know. But I also found myself in a state to saying that 
if I had to lose this all, what is more important holding on to, this house or my life? Because if you, if I can win this battle, I just have to survive. That's what I had to keep telling myself, just survive. All you need to do is survive, and you'll triple your worth when you come back. You could triple your worth Amen. when you come back. It, it'll make you that much stronger for it, and you will be so much more better for it. And then I also feel like everybody around me that's witnessing my fight, even the ones that aren't as nice as they should be in my battle, they will be all the more better for witnessing what I'm going through and mm-hmm. watch mm-hmm. me come out on top. You know what I mean? They're going to see because I mm-hmm. will not lose. I will not lose. And even if I lose, I still have not lost because I chose to fight. Amen. I, I love your strength. It, it's it's amazing. Like, God bless you. I, I want you to talk a little bit about your campaign because, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time. I wish we had more time. This may be something that we'll have to bring you back for so that we can. I want you to tell people about your campaign. And for everyone listening, I'll give you that number again, 347 and please pay attention to what she's about to say so that you guys can go on and support. Um, on my uh, Instagram page, it's the Sweet Lily. That's T-H-E, sweet, like sweet candy, L-E-A-L-E-A. There's a um, link in my bio where you, if you want to uh, donate, um, most of the time money just goes towards uh, treatments or whatever. Pretty much I pay for it out of pocket. I haven't really drawn any money out of the campaign yet because I've just been, you know, I'm the type of person I like to use my own money before I use anybody else's money. Um, We have uh, Lives Brand, uh, uh, www.likesbrandclothing.com, where they're selling Warrior T-shirts. 70% of that, their sales go towards helping um, women, children, families in the same predicament. So uh, there are so many links in my bio that it's not just to help me. I mean, you could put, click on either one of them, and it's helping somebody else. So I'm not, I don't want people to think I'm just trying to advocate for myself. I'm advocating for someone out there that may not have the strength that I have. I want to be that strength for them. So, um, And then I have a Facebook uh, fan page. It's called Leah versus Cancer, where you can witness firsthand. It's like a, I call it the David and Goliath, modern-day David and Goliath fight. Uh, I'm David and Cancer is Goliath, and um, I will kill it. So, Absolutely well said. Now, I know from our conversation on Instagram, you mentioned to me that your focus is uh, more on the, the solution versus the problem. Can you elaborate right. a little on that and tell, tell us how others can help you, too, with the solution? Um, as a solution towards um, cancer, um, I think a lot of it has to do with, and I find myself, I've always, in my opinion, been a pretty healthy eater. I work out. Um, but a lot of things that we need to look into are things that we intake in our diet, like um, foods that contain a lot of mucus, because mucus in your food definitely uh, attracts and keep the bacteria in, in your food. So I would say looking into uh, maybe changing diets, working out a little bit more. And that's not to say that even healthy people don't get sick because I know people that eat pizza every day and binge out, never been sick a day in their life. But I'm just saying we can. It, there are small steps that we can take, and we can start taking them early just, so you're, just because your doctor says, oh, you don't need a mammogram till 40, um, don't necessarily wait till 40. If you feel like that you have a problem, be proactive early 
be proactive early. If you land in the bed with these men, and I say this to men all the time, you are your woman's first line of defense. You feeling on her breast? You feeling her body? Hey, baby, you got a lump. Let's go to the doctor. Let's go talk about this. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be with anybody that you can't feel comfortable about talking to your body about anyway. Or um, women, if you're starting to feel like, hey, I'm having problems with my ovaries, they swell and assist, or your cycles are are going all over the place, or these birth controls that we're taking, and I'm not saying don't stop taking birth control, but read into everything because all of it plays a factor in your health yes. in some way, shape, form, yes. or fashion. Because for me, now, young ladies, my start- I want you to attention. I'm sorry, Leah. I want you guys to pay oh. close attention to what she said because a lot of you out there are just going to get on birth control just because you want to have a lot of unprotected sex, but you're not paying attention to what's going inside of your body. Pay attention. Stop doing st- stuff for instant satisfaction and look at the longevity I mean, of what we are doing and, to ourselves. And what a lot of girls don't know is that cervical cancer is a sexually transmitted disease. That's a sexually, cervical cancer is a sexually transmitted disease. A lot of young women don't know that at all because they don't research it. So just because you go and get on birth control and you have all this unprotected sex, you can still find yourself fighting cancer someday. There are so many forms of cancer and there are so many ways that they can happen until it's like, like you said, that the, being naive about it, it's time out for being naive. It's time to start having some real conversations. I mean, like, real deal, unsugarcoated conversations now. You know, like, there's there's I no agree. more time out for let's dip this in a little sugar and make it taste better. No, give it to them bitter because that's what they need. You know, that's what they need. Mine was, I was like, okay, I'm going to go get on some birth control, and I ended up almost having a blood clot that stopped my heart because of the birth control I was on. It was all in my lungs, everywhere. Like, it almost killed me. So advocate, just because you're not here and you think you're doing it, definitely make sure that you're doing your research. Like I said, you are your first line of defense in all of this. You, you yourself, look at you. That's, I mean, that's the best way I can, I mean, that's the easiest way to sum it up. Be your first line of defense. And because I don't want, if my daughter does not have to go through this, I don't want to go through this. If your daughter or if you have a daughter or you have a mom, or I don't want anyone to have to go through this if I can help them simply by just giving them a little bit of information, just giving them a point to start at. Like if I can give you the point to start at, you'll get to the point to where you want to dig so deep because the more you know, the more you find out, the more you'll want to find out, the more you'll start researching. It becomes almost an obsession at this point. Like, I, I find myself looking and researching stuff now, and I'm like, I research drugs, I research food, I research everything at this point, everything. I go back to thinking about, because I was breastfeeding my daughter at the time, I think about the stuff that I was doing while I was breastfeeding her. Is it anything that's going to get in her way? Because she got sick shortly after I got sick, and I thought maybe I had given my baby something. You know, I mean, it was just, one of those things where you have to be your own first line of defense. There is no such thing. When it comes to health and your body, there is no such thing as a dumb question. No such thing as a dumb question. The only dumb question is the question I ask. I agree. 
I hate to cut this short because you are just so informative and so inspiring. Uh, we're definitely going to have to do this again. I, God bless you. I mean, you Thank have you. touched me in a way that I can't even explain. I will definitely be praying for you. You're going to get through this. You're definitely going to get through this. We're going to claim it together. I, yeah. I just want to thank you for joining me today. Um, thank all of you guys for listening. I'm going to keep your link so that people can go and um, and donate and find out what's going on with all of your campaigns. Do you have anything that you would like to say to the listeners before we go? Um, just uh, if I can say anything, it would be to just always, no matter what, you're going through, just remember that to find something throughout the day to smile about because um, it could be worse. I mean, you could have not gotten up, you know, so no matter how hard you think it is, always remember that it's not as bad as you perceive it to be. So just find something to smile about in the day. Hang on to that. Don't give up. Fight like a girl. Fight like Leah. And kick ass, whatever. And I'm sorry, I don't know if I fucked up to say that on air. Oh, you're but okay. Just, no, you're okay. <laughs> just, you know, just you know, just kick butt and do not give up until you come out on top. Because if you sit still in the tunnel, you're never going to see the light. You're never going to see the light. Keep moving. Keep moving. Do not become stagnant. Do not sit still. Keep moving. Because if you stop moving, it's like you've already given up. And there's no sense in dying twice. Death is inevitable for us all. There's no use in dying twice. You know what I mean? So that's that would be my best advice to anybody. It was very well said. I couldn't have said it better myself. If you guys missed today's episode, remember you can check it out via blogtalkradio.com backslash manmade radio. We want to thank Leah once again for joining us today. We'll have to do this again. Leah, you take care and have a blessed evening. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Thank you as well. You're welcome. Have a good night, everyone, and a blessed week.